0: God, for this night, that we can just all be together to praise you, Lord. Thank you that we can all be here to really soak in the message, and that, God, that you would just test us in this message tonight, that you would just bring us to you, God, that the Holy Spirit would just be in this place, just watching over us, that you would just really bring, bring the message into our souls, just to really soak in, and just to think about it in other times. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 We're gonna change up the order again, so you can find a seat really quick. We're gonna head back into worship after the message. I'm kind of keeping you on your toes there. I'm sorry. I know there's like some value in having a bit of a routine with that. Hey, uh, Graham, can you do me a huge favor and run that clicker up to me? Thanks, buddy. Um, guys, I'm excited. This is the last, myriad, the last message in our sermon series about um, defining the relationship. You're the best. And we had a good time at the after party last week. Who had a good time at the after party last week? Not for many people? So you don't want to do one of those again? So who had a good time at the after party? Guys, I feel like you had a better time than you're letting on. Maybe you are just tired out tonight? Jasper, you're doing a great job. Inspire your peers to be as loud as you. <clears throat> Guys, I, I, but I am really excited. And hey, have you ever thought about how much we, we pray, like leading into a message, during a message? You know, maybe I was going to like pray again right now. It, we just try to cover everything in prayer because the reality is, and something that we're going to talk about tonight, is that we are just really weak people who continue to make mistakes, to slip up, to, to just not do things the way that God intended us to. But when we cover that in prayer and when we're constantly in communion with God by praying, in a corporate setting, in our personal lives, then we can um, just tap into that, the Holy Spirit in us. We can tap into his goodness and his love and his life for us. Um, but here's the reality, guys. The, the message we're talking about tonight is what happens when you mess up? Has ever made that facial expression before? Let's see if you can try to do it. This one on the screen. Give me your best. hey. Anybody? Marshall, nice, nice. Just like, I'm sorry. Um, When you make mistakes and mess up, it is not fun. But I don't want to hang out on that for too long because here's the reality of what I want to get at. Uh, How do I get right with God after I've messed up? Where's the in-between? Obviously, we're going to mess up in relationship with each other, right? We're going to mess up in relationship with our leaders, with our parents, with our friends. We're going to have to ask for forgiveness but the real power point is the real connection to god comes at when we ask for his forgiveness and when we step into communion with him yeah all right so as christians and people on team jesus we had that opportunity last week to join team jesus we make mistakes and we step back from relationship with god when we make those mistakes right so Different opportunities and things that we do or don't do, and all of that. We've talked about it so much in the past month. There's so many different circumstances that we step in and out of, and in, in don't align ourselves with God the way that He's asked us to, right? But um, to just start off tonight, I want to uh, give a little bit of an analogy, and I need some help. And I should have planned this a little bit better, but can I have? Um, I need two people. Um, Millie, yeah, you fit really good. Millie will work really good. And then um, Marshall, you can come too. Yeah, you want to? So come right up here, all the way to the stage. We're gonna do a, a really quick, um, really quick exercise. No, no, all the way up. Yep, come all the way up here. Okay, so for this exercise. This is a good visualization, okay? for this exercise, Millie is going to have the mindset of the way that you might view God or the world views God, but not the right one, okay? So when Millie makes mistakes, like say you cheated on your test or something like that, right? Think of examples like that. I cheated on my test. Lied to my parents. Things like that, right? And then Marshall, we'll come back to you in just a second. Marshall has the viewpoint of the God of the Bible, that that when he makes a mistake and he confesses it to God, God's right here alongside of him, comforting him, offering forgiveness and grace. In the same way, God's doing that to Millie, but she doesn't see it, and so there's this disconnect or block between her and God. Okay, so Millie, here's what's gonna happen. Here she's gonna happen. Bye to my parents. Cheat on test. And then God's over here saying, you you might think that God is over here saying, yeah, you did. And because of that, I'm going to just be over here now. I ran away. (laughs) She ran away when her parents just told her to go to bed. (laughs) And she confesses that. And then her mindset says that as she makes those mistakes, God steps further and further away from her. And so that it takes it takes your effort now by reading your Bible or praying to actually get closer to God. So God keeps moving away, and you almost have to chase after me, right? You have to take steps towards me. That's somehow sometimes how we view God incorrectly. Now, in comparison, that was really helpful. You can head back towards your spot by Kylie. That was really helpful. Uh, so in comparison, Marshall has a different view. And instead, when Marshall makes a mistake, so let's say, for example, I cheat. Yep, he cheated on his homework or maybe a a test or something like that. And when he confesses that, you don't actually cheat. You're doing a great job in school. When he confesses that, God's right here and he says, I forgive you. I know, but you turned to me and I'm so thankful that you did that. Right? And then maybe another thing like you, you said a lie to one of your friends. Yeah, so if he maybe lied to one of his friends or something, God's right here. And he's maybe even on the other side because he's surrounding every part of him. And he says, yeah, I know you made that mistake, but I'm like right there with you. And I'm walking alongside you and I want to help you get better and better at that, right? Yeah, here it is. Thanks so much, buddy. So you have this this two different views of God, right? Thanks, Marshall and Millie. Let's give them a, a clap for embarrassing themselves for all of us. But you have these two different viewpoints of God. And what we're trying to do is get our mind to think like this. That what God says we are is actually who we feel like we are. Instead of what God says we are, we just kind of push that off to the side and we think what we want to about this holy, amazing, awesome God who just continues to step away from us as we build and develop relationship. Or try to as we make mistakes. But here's the encouraging fact, guys, is we're all in the same boat. We've all fallen short of the excellence that God asks for us. You know that because Jesus came for us to help us be the excellence. To have lived a perfect and sinless life. I love this scripture here in Psalm 103. You can turn to it in your Bible or you can read it on the screen. It's 103 verses 8 through 12. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. He's slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he Harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities or our transgressions or the things that we've done wrong. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions, our sins, our wrongdoings away from us. The last part is the best part. It really is. To think that instead of when you confess a sin to God, that he moves further and further away from you and you have to chase him back down by doing all of the right things and saying all of the right things and praying all the right prayers, it's the exact opposite. Having that godly mindset in, in view of what he thinks of you like Marshall did in that moment, right? That God was right there comforting him when he confessed those mistakes. What God was doing was saying, as soon as you confess it, then I just push it away. Then your sin just disappears. It goes from as far as from the east is from the west. But the thing that we miss about God's grace, his promise, his mercy, is that we have to be willing to accept it and walk in it. It can't just be existent there. It can't just be that I say, hey, you know, like, God, I'm sorry, I... I totally should not have talked to my wife that way or my mom that way. I do this to my mom sometimes. I totally should not have talked to my mom that way. It was so short. She just was curious and interested about my day. That doesn't stay with me, but I can let it sometimes. So God promises grace and forgiveness, but that doesn't mean that it's easy to accept. And the greater your sin in your own eyes, right? The Bible says that no sin is greater than the other. So nothing is, is worse than the other. Nothing is more punishable than the other, according to God, right? Maybe on this earth there are different consequences based on how bad your actions were, like a $100 fine for driving a few miles over the speed limit or a $1,000 fine for driving 30 miles over the speed limit. But in God's eyes, it's to be exactly the same. Jesus paid all of that debt from the smallest to the largest. But we have to walk in acceptance of that, that he he paid that debt, right? And I think that sometimes when we are faced with that question of what happens when we mess up, and even in light of the talk that we had a few weeks ago um, on uh, sexual relationships and purity and dating, in light of when we maybe mess up even in that way it takes it to a new gravity, a new weight in our spirit and in our soul and it can be hard to accept God's forgiveness as plainly as it is right in front of us. It can be hard to walk in it it can be really easy to apologize for something over and over and over again when you know that what you did was so much worse than lying to your mom or something like that right? And it's important that we walk in humility and ex- and accept the circumstances and the consequences of poor actions or sinning against God it's important that that's the case but it is also so important that we try to view ourselves the way that God views us through the lens of Jesus so we'll look at this next verse here I know it's two big big passages but this is second Corinthians 5:17 through 21. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin, being Jesus, to be sin for us, so that in him we might be the righteousness of God. A few verses uh, or specific things that I want you to catch as we talk about this idea of accepting God's forgiveness. Right there, the first one. In Christ, if we get that first bit up before the um, comma, in Christ, our sins aren't counted against us. So as soon as you join Team Jesus and you jump on board and you see yourself through the eyes of God, your sins are no longer counted against you. You have forgiveness, redemption, a new clean slate, right? You can walk pure and holy before God in a way that you couldn't before then this next part, I think, touches right on what I'm trying to say, that we view ourselves the way that God desires for us to be viewed. It uses um, maybe more complex language than I did, but we implore you on Christ's behalf, to be reconciled to God. We beg you, we ask of you, would you please see yourself the way that God sees you? Would you not allow Satan or your sin Or people to say you are less than because of mistakes that you've made or circumstances that you've walked into? Would you instead see yourself the way that God sees you and be reconciled to him? And that is as simple as saying, God, I want your forgiveness. I need your forgiveness. I need to walk with you. It is a lifestyle and not a one-time decision. But that first movement from outside of God's presence to in it and walking in his grace is the easiest one by far. Here are some ways that you might see yourself based on your circumstances or the things that you have or have not done. You might see yourself as dirty, as unclean or unworthy. And it's really easy to see yourself that way. If you look at the Bible, a lot of people say like, hey, this is the rule book of life. And in a way, it very much is. But God didn't intend for it just to be a rule book. He also intended it for, he also intended it to carry the story of forgiveness. Because through the blood of Jesus, we are holy and righteous and worthy because of the things that that Jesus did for us because of him living a sinless life, a pure life from a walking communion with God and setting an example for us. So it's not easy to accept that grace, that forgiveness that allows us to feel that way, but it really is as simple as this. Let me even use this as, as an analogy for you. It is really as simple as this, is that when you say, Father, would you forgive me for the way that I have acted Can the blood of Jesus cover those sins and those things that I've done wrong? It's as simple as as fast as the slide change. That's how quickly, it's the snap of a finger, that's how quickly that falls over you. We talked earlier in the year about all of the different um, spiritual practices. What were some of the spiritual practices that we talked about? Reading your Bible, it's a good hint. Give me another one. Prayer, that's a good one. Yep. What else was there? Worship, community, communion with the Holy Spirit. Those are really, really important things. Totally, absolutely. And they help us grow closer and closer to Jesus after we've accepted his forgiveness. After we're walking in it. But the thing that you might miss if you just jump right to doing those things is the opportunity to have a free, joy-filled spirit. If you've been feeling crushed by your circumstances, by the things you've done wrong, and that worship team can start to like come back up here would be awesome. If you've been feeling like like that, that sin you committed, that movie you watched, that video you saw, that song that you listened to, that text that you sent, that interaction that you had is holding you back, causing anxiety, even um, self-worth and image of yourself to the point of, of feeling depressed in a way. There is such a huge opportunity for you to make the switch from those things to these things. As God washes you in joy and peace and forgiveness, right? So really cool, guys. As I was preparing this message, let me try to grab your attention just for a few more minutes, okay? As I was, hearing, as I was preparing this message, looking through this series, I was really excited to um, chat with you about this because I love this idea of walking in forgiveness basically because I do a lot of things wrong. so it's good that Jesus is full of forgiveness, right? But I love it. And then one night, Mr. Ryan Herman walks up to me. That means you have to come up this way, all right? Walks up to me and he says, cool, I had this really cool vision while we were worshiping one night. And as we were worshiping, he gets this vision and then he shared it with me. I was like, dude, that is exactly what our last message in this series is gonna be about. That is exactly how... We should take this. That's exactly what our students need to hear and see from another leader. So Ryan's gonna share with us this vision uh, that God gave him and a little bit of like what he thinks it means for us. And then I'm gonna pray. We're gonna have an opportunity to worship and there's gonna be leaders across the room, including myself, Jessica. Um, Leaders, you don't have to spread out if you don't want to. You can hang out where you're at. But um, I encourage you, if you wanna pray For that forgiveness with someone. Your leaders are right there with you.
1: All right. Colin, is there any chance you could uh, get us a little background, set the mood a little bit, maybe put me so not so nervous to say all this? So like Cole said, uh, it was about a month ago. We were sitting worshiping. I was kind of right where Jason was at. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I worship, I like to close my eyes. I like to see if God has something to say to me or if he has something to show me. And while we were worshiping, um, he took me to a place where I was kind of above a congregation, we'll we'll call it, and he was at the altar, and there were a bunch of people worshiping. And I was like, okay, well, who is this? Who who is is this that's worshiping? And he says, well, it's you. It's it's you guys. It's the youth. Okay. But the interesting thing was about this congregation is everyone was covered in gold. Everybody was clothed in gold. Okay, so why is everyone clothed in gold? Well, gold is extremely valuable. And each and every one of you are extremely valuable to Christ. And he has invited each and every one of us in our infinite value. Infinite being the key word to worship him anytime that we want. So I was kind of working through this and was like, okay, well, what else about gold? What else is there about gold? And I don't know if, if any of you guys have ever looked up the process of what it takes to purify gold. You know, everyone we go through our lives, I personally, myself, have had plenty of things that I've done that have caused and stained my life with guilt and shame, and that's, those are things that we carry through our lives and we work with, but the process of refining gold or any sort of metal, precious metal, is is you melt it down, with fire, and God is a fire, and He wants you to confess those things, either to Him, or if you lie to somebody, confess it to them, or if you hurt someone, confess it to them. That's fire, it hurts, it feels like it's burning, it's burning you when you do it, because you don't want to do it, the world is telling you not to do it, but God calls you to do it, and that fire melts you down, and all those impurities rise to the surface, and to purify gold or silver, you scoop those impurities off, and you get rid of it, and in the end, it's more pure precious metal and that's what i think he's calling us to do with our lives is embrace that fire of confession and um, getting right with people in your lives and getting right with god um, to purify yourself he wants that for you and it was interesting the little uh, skit that cold in with millie and marshall um, it's another thing that i've been thinking about is, is when we do those things that cause guilt and shame and sin in our lives I, myself, have put myself in the place of Millie, where I do something and then, and God's over here. I put him at arm's length. God's always got his arms out, but I put him at arm's length, wanting him to embrace me. Well, what he really is, is he's cold him with Marshall gods, always right next to you. He doesn't want you at arm's length. He wants you within his arm's length so that he can embrace you and pull you into himself. So, all that to say, just know that this is how he sees you and nothing that you can do in your life will push you out of his arm's length. That's the, that we do that. He always wants you within his arm's length. So just so just know that that's where we are. And all it takes is bending your knee, confessing, and understanding that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. So Amen. Thanks Ryan. Um yeah,
0: that's cool. You can clap clapping good. Thank you Jesus for giving us that, that picture of heaven through Ryan, right um, so as we as we step back into worship there's a lot of people in this room um, who have something that they that they need to ask God to just fill them up with that they, they to, to take out and fill them up to take out and cause them to be refined. I would even say that almost all of us, if not all of us, have something that we can lay before Jesus' feet. And I know because we have talked about prayer before that some of you don't feel comfortable praying right on your own. But you are surrounded by people that want to pray with you. Don't let another moment pass by. Just take the opportunity in front of you. to so pray and we can stand, we can spread out. You can go to a leader, you can find me, Jessica, whoever, and we're going we're gonna to continue um, pursuing Jesus. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for giving us that vision through Ryan. That you see us as uh, innumerably valuable. That, that there is no value to put a number on what you think of us. That you have so much pride just for who we are you're just excited about who we are who you created us to be so as we continue to worship god we just ask that you would stir in our hearts the things that we need to bring before you so that we can live in communion and relationship with you in jesus name amen
1: can stand up and spurn out.